I'll show you politics in America. Here it is, right here. I think the puppet on the right shares my beliefs. I think the puppet on the left is more to my liking. Hey, wait a minute. There's one guy holding up both puppets. Shut up. Go back to bed, America. Your government is in control. Read my lips. Just send your cash. There has never been so many lies, so much deception. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. (laughs) Please clap. It's time for the Mike Madison Show, a new breed of conservative talk. Now, here's your host, Mike Madison. Showtime! All right, good morning. Welcome to the Mike Madison Show here at 103.9 WYAB. I'm going to do something a little different today. I know we're in the heat of political season. Those of you who listen often know I'm not a big fan of politics, but I do find myself compelled uh, to comment and explain why these politicians do not care about you. But anyway, we're going to take a break from that today. You know, a lot of people, um, a lot of people know that we're kind of at, at war right now. Now, I would imagine throughout history, there's been a lot of times where people have have felt like everything was coming apart at the seams, but it really does feel, and I think COVID really was probably one of the biggest things to wake a lot of people up to, oh my gosh, what are they doing in these shots? It really does feel like it's taken on a sense of urgency. So a lot of people think we're we're entering kind of a, a real period of unrest. Unfortunately, they've convinced us to be upset with each other, with our neighbors, with our cousins. Uh, then they have to allow us to actually see the... The real opposition we have, which is the parasite class that lords over all of us, the managerial class, the political class, the expert class. And so I'm going to talk about one one aspect of that war that we all have some level of control over. And for anybody who has been a longtime listener of my show, you know, every Wednesday I used to do Hump Day Health, Natural Health News You Can Use, where I implored people, implored people to escape the medical system. I came on air doing that at the beginning of 2017, and it might have taken a lot of people until 2020, 2021, (laughs) before they really understood what I was talking about, that these pharmaceutical companies, the medical establishment, they don't care about you. You're you're a dollar sign to them. Uh, Their their job is not your, your health. Now, I'll say it again almost as a a disclaimer. First of all, I'm not a doctor, and I don't hate all doctors. There are some fantastic doctors out there, doctors who want to heal, doctors who are open to looking at evidence and doing the right things. We saw a ton of them uh, emerge during COVID. But the medical establishment, the medical corporations, the people that are picking your pockets and making you feel bad along the way, that's, that's the saddest part. You know, if if they were coming out with a pill where they told you, you don't need to eat right, you don't need to exercise, you can just take this pill, it's $1,000 a month, but there were zero side effects and you kept a good weight and you were happy and well-adjusted and everything, I would still say, ah, it feels a little unnatural, but at least I would get it. I would understand. How can I complain when Jane and John over there, I'm working my butt off, paying attention to what I eat, and I'm exercising five times a week. They're doing nothing but taking this pill, but they look fantastic. They're in great shape. They're happy. They're never sick. That I could understand, at least. 
But we have a system here right now where people don't feel good and they're shuffled back and forth between specialists and drugs and everything in this country. It's not working. So we're going to talk a little bit about it because I've just keep compiling this long list of headlines and stories about things that are coming out that I see. I see America still going in the wrong direction health-wise. So many people anyway. Listen, listen to this one. <laughs> listen to this. You know, what, what a lot of us... What a lot of us fail to understand is there are so many people in this country that have really never heard any alternative information. They aren't maybe avid readers or they won't go outside of their bubble or their group to get any information. And it's kind of hard for some of us to even understand that because it's been shown how badly misled we've been by American media, by our political class, by our health industry. But some people really never seek anything outside of it. And, and I have to take myself back when I was a, you know, when I was in my 20s and when I, when I first had children, I was probably a lot like that. Oh, maybe I had heard some things from some nut jobs about vaccines or drugs or anything, but I wasn't paying attention at the time. It's just interesting to me how you can get to your, you know, middle age years and later and still never have gotten this information. Listen, listen to this, this woman uh, she, she, I guess she got a question. This is just her reply. She got a question about vaccines, and here was her response. She said, I can't really answer your questions, but just wanted to share our personal experience with vaccination and maybe help with your anxiety a little. I guess this was some parent asking, should I get my kids all these shots? Oh, my gosh, they got 72 vaccines lined up for my kids. Should I do this? So this is what this woman says. I'm going to start it off again. I can't really answer your questions, but just wanted to share our personal experience with vaccination and maybe help with your anxiety a little. My 13-month-old son has had severe eczema, currently healed, tummy issues, mucus, poo, bloating, pain, poor weight gains, and multiple diagnosed allergies, CMPA, egg, peanut, cashew, beef, pork, oats, to name a few, and he has had all his vaccines to date on the normal schedule with no reactions whatsoever. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Did you just hear what this kid has allergies to? I don't even know what CMPA is. This kid now has, this is a 13-month-old who has got allergies to CMPA, egg, peanut, cashew, beef, pork, oats, to name a few. This poor, poor child and this woman, this is one of these people. She's never heard anything, anything outside of mainstream media when it comes to, to the vaccination program. There was a guy, they, the, the doctor's. Ugh, this abhorrent show. I don't know if it's still on or not. This is an old segment. The Doctors is this show of the medical establishment propaganda arm that talks to, I think it's, it airs in the afternoons for moms who are at home. This is truly tragic because I've seen many, many of their shows where they're pushing the latest drugs and this and that. Occasionally, I've seen them get something right, too. But it's basically mainstream establishment medicine on daytime TV. Well, a couple of years ago, they were talking about they entertain uh, to their credit. I mean, I guess to their credit, I don't know the name of these doctors. To their credit, they did allow a segment to be done about vaccines and autism. And Jenny McCarthy, who's very outspoken activist when it comes to vaccine and autism with a, with a vaccine-damaged child, 
Uh, she was on the panel, but she brought along with her in the audience a guy, I think his name is J.B. Handy. But he is also a vaccine safety advocate, and uh, she defers to him here in this clip on this crowd. What I want you to hear is I want you to hear him speak, and then I want you to hear the doctor. This is one of the guys who's one of the regular ones. He's a, he's a good-looking guy. He wears his scrubs, you know. When One of the doctors wears a lab coat, and the other one wears scrubs. They've got all the costume on because the American people have been taught, we've been programmed to believe that if you've got the lab coat or the scrubs on, you're the expert. I need to shut up. Don't do my own research and listen to you because you know everything. And I spent six years doing a health segment, even interviewing actual MDs that said out loud to my audience, I didn't know anything. They never taught me anything about nutrition they never taught me anything about maintaining health in medical school. They taught me how to t- diagnose disease and prescribe a pill or a procedure. But I want you to listen to this doctor. He's the one in the scrubs, the younger guy. Um, I want you to hear his reaction to J.B. Handy kind of lifts, listing off the fact that they have not tested the childhood vaccines basically at all. The the devil is always in the details. And one of the problems with vaccines is they've been so great that people overly generalize about them as if they're only great. We looked at other first world countries. We're 34th in under five mortality behind such luminaries as Cuba and Slovenia. However, we have 36 vaccines. The top five, which include countries like Finland, Norway, Iceland, average 11 and 13 vaccines. From 1994, we added eight vaccines to our schedule. There are vaccines like flu, rotavirus, varicella that have only been picked up by two or three of the other 30 countries. So what do they know that we don't? Why are they picking up vaccines that have been around for 15 years? And why are their autism rates one in 1,000, one in 1,500, one in 2,000? It doesn't take a brain surgeon or an ER doctor to figure out there might be a correlation. We don't want to narrow be too narrow-minded and say it's it's only the vaccines and 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 not and, and ignore other potential problems. In my opinion, and this is just me wanting to have an open debate about this, vaccines are really the one thing we have looked at yeah, as no, causing autism. Yeah, I agree is, with that you. is what completely yeah. bogus. No, that is such a bogus they, statement. How many vaccines have they looked at in these studies? How many? What's the answer? It's two. How many ingredients have they studied of 35? What's the answer? It's one. You've looked at two of 36 shots and one of 35 vaccines, and you're going to stand on the stage and say that vaccines and autism are unrelated? It is the most bogus tobacco science. It's a smokescreen. Anybody who takes the time to read it would agree. I'm so sick of doctors who don't read the studies, who don't know the details, sitting here telling parents and reassuring them that vaccines don't cause autism. It is irresponsible. And this is the big... Okay, here we go. He challenged a mainstream doctor. He's wearing the scrubs, the holy scrubs sitting next to the guy in the holy white jacket, holy white lab coat. How dare you challenge him on television, no less. Listen to this doctor's reaction. Biggest problem, and the reason that the doctors in this country are frustrated, because, listen, all you're doing is you're antagonizing a medical community that wants to help these kids. You haven't done the research. You're antagonizing me. You're antagonizing Dr. Sears. Why would you do that? This show is all about my son. Okay, you know, okay, everyone wants to blame someone, right? Yes, this is what what we're trying to figure out here is how to help kids. But all you do when you yell at me on my stage, all you do is anger me. I'm sorry, I heard the feelings, but you didn't know the details. I asked you to defend 
your stance and all you did was attack me as an individual. Why would I want to listen to you when you do that to me? Because Instead, I want to listen to Dr. Jerry here who will rationally walk through why they're removing certain things from foods that could be causing. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the guy's name is J.B. Handley. He was the guy who was speaking there talking about the fact that they have not studied these things. They haven't studied the ingredients. They haven't studied the number of vaccines. I understand why he gets a little testy when a doctor comes and goes, oh, this is what they say. Oh, we've already studied those. But the fact is they have not. They have not studied them. They haven't done uh, placebo trials even. You know, in placebos, in if not all, most of the vaccine safety studies, they add like aluminum or the adjuvant or the thimerosal. And they say that that's, they're studying against it. Well, if the thimerosal is causing the problem, then if you give a vaccine with thimerosal in it versus a placebo with thimerosal in it, and they have similar reactions, that maybe it's the thimerosal. It's a big con job, but I, I thought that was so telling, that doctor's reaction. How dare you? How dare you attack me? How dare you attack you? Have you seen our autism numbers in this country? When I grew up, we didn't have, we didn't have class on class on classes set aside for kids who had autism, who had sensory, depri- you know, sensory problems. You have these things. And doctors, this, this mainstream medicine idea where, I mean, these are Fauciites. They are science, they believe in their mind. And they believe the propaganda uh, that everything has been studied. And, you know, one of the, one of the, the biggest kind of wake-up calls to me, that wasn't even a wake-up call. I was already pretty widely awake for years and years. But this was just a few years ago where I saw uh, countries that mandate vaccines. They force their children, school-aged children, to take vaccines. You should take a look at a list of these. I don't have it in front of me. But most European countries do not have any, any requirements for any of these childhood vaccines. I'm sure they're available, some of them, probably not all of them, but some of them are available, but they don't force kids to take it. Have you heard of giant outbreaks of where kids are just dropping dead in the streets of Sweden, England, France, Germany, Belarus? These kids go to school with none of these vaccines, no, no bad consequences. So when they tell you that you have to give your child 72 doses of a vaccine so that you don't hurt my precious baby, well, I urge you to look over in Europe and understand that every Johnny and Jane over there is sitting next to somebody that may or may not have had a vaccine. They've got no problems. Kids aren't dying in the streets because that's the other thing about these vaccines. Well, think of all the diseases that we've prevented using these vaccines. These, these European countries that do not mass vaccinate their children with 72 doses of pharmaceutical products. They're not having giant outbreaks of deadly disease within their youth. And so this doc, this doctor, his reaction is just priceless. He sounds like he's about to cry. Had nobody challenge him. This was uh, something else interesting here. This is uh, to all you new parents out there. And boy, I, I, I don't even want to go back and look at what I did with my newborn children. I'd be so ashamed. I did not change our diet and wake up to this stuff till they were four years old. And so I would imagine I might have been guilty of this too, so I'm not casting an aspersion. But here's the, here are the first five ingredients of the number one doctor-recommended baby formula. 
This is the first five ingredients. I can't pronounce most of them. Uh, the first uh, ingredient is corn syrup solids. The second is soy protein isolate. The third is high oleic uh, safflower oil. Number four is sucrose. And number five is soy oil. Well, that sounds natural. That sounds like something that can replace human breast milk, doesn't it? And two of the top five are in this soy category. So when you see all these kids that are confused about their gender, read up on soy. And I'll say it again. I said it many times during my health show. For all you dudes out there who've got man boobs, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, look at the products you're eating and all the soy. It's an estrogen mimicker. You're feminizing yourself. And we're feminizing our kids, our young boys. It's not good for our girls either. This is the number one. This is a, I'm looking at the label here. It's a Abbott Laboratories product. I don't even see the name on this one, but if you look at the labels of these formulas we're giving our newborn children, and then we're shagging them up with 72 doses of, of these vaccines with no testing whatsoever. Can you believe this? If you just stop and think about it for a second. I should take a minute and read the rest of this, this list, but I'm telling you, I'll, I'll sound like an idiot. I can't pronounce most of the uh, pyroxidine hydrochloride. That's a pyrox, uh, pyridoxine hydrochloride. That's one of the uh, ingredients in this baby formula. At the very bottom, second to last, vitamin D3. <laughs> Sodium selenate. Potassium iodide. Cupric sulfate. I mean, this is the number one doctor-recommended baby formula. You need to start reading labels. I'll be right back. You know, when it comes to health stuff, it's it's one thing for us adults. I'll be honest with you. Uh, over the past uh, six to nine months of being on the road, I've struggled. I'm softer in the middle than I used to be. And, and it is totally my fault. It is more difficult for me to eat on the road. So I need to make the necessary adjustments to do that the right way. Plus, I have somewhat of a, there's some social aspect of my road work that has me out eating sometimes, and probably I just enjoy my time out. But I don't like the feeling, and I, at this age, I was so proud of the fact I've stayed slim. and tr I'm still slim. I'm just softer in the middle, but it, it's on us, right? As adults, we all have to make decisions, and if we want our health, I mean, it's very, very easy, even for so sad there are diabetics out there that get to the, a, a good doctor that will actually teach them about nutrition, and people can reverse their type 2 diabetes in 30 days. One month out of a, what, 75-year life. One month, you can change the trajectory of your entire life. Most doctors aren't armed with the information to do that, or they poo-poo it, or they don't want to release somebody from being a profit center for them. So most people suffer with type 2 diabetes for the rest of their life, getting continually worse. But as adults, we, we all have our choice. We can only really look to ourselves. But the children is what is heartbreaking to me. What we're doing to our children, not only with these unstudied vaccines, 
not only with those, not only with the the baby formula that's recommended by doctors, it's full of a bunch of chemicals and soy stuff, um, but the drugs we're putting our kids on too. A new study indicates that long-term use of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD medication, may increase the risk of developing cardiovascular disease and that the risk increases the longer the drug is used. And we have got doctors like that one that broke down and almost started crying you point the finger at us. Don't be mean to me. Try to convince me. We've been trying to convince you <laughs> that, that your system is screwed from the top to the bottom for decades now. As we're watching our children's health decline, these same doctors are dishing out ADHD medications like M&Ms. This is a study conducted in Sweden. It was actually published in JAMA Psychiatry bringing to, uh, to light the potential risk of long-term ADHD medications. And we've got doctors that are convincing parents to put their kids on this stuff when they're like seven years old because they don't want to sit still in a seat for eight hours in school. If you are somebody who has been told or you've got your children on these ADHD medications, get outside your mainstream medical establishment bubble and start looking at what you may be setting your child up for long-term. Now on to the adults. The biggest craze right now in health is the weight loss drugs. I've already done several segments on this because I think it's absolutely horrific. They've got a $1,000 a month drug out there that they are pushing on daytime television and morning news shows. This is a great solution to the obesity crisis in America. Because they just will not tell you to take personal responsibility for what you eat and how much you move. But when I see these stories, I'm sure as heck going to bring them to you. This was a story. Here's the headline. These women stopped taking Ozembic and Wagovi, then regained more weight than they'd lost. Quote, I was insatiable. The under headline of that, the sub headline is new weight loss medications like Wagovi and Monjaro are meant to be taken long term, experts say. Oh, OK. So if you start that because you got a few stubborn pounds you want to lose and you saw what great success your favorite uh, celebrity had on Wagovi and you just want to knock out that last 20 pounds. So you think, you know, a few thousand dollars for a few months of one of these weight loss drugs like Ozempic and then you'll just you'll get off of it. Uh uh. You'll get off of it, and that 20 pounds that you lost will turn into the 30 pounds you regained. For years, Artemis Bayandor found it impossible to lose the 25 pounds she gained after her pregnancy. But when her doctor suggested she start taking the weight loss drug Wagovi in August 2021, she lost 15 pounds in six months. Six months? So she spent $6,000 on this drug to lose 15 pounds? You get on a keto diet, you can drop that in a month, and it doesn't cost you anything. She said, I felt good. It was easy. It came off, and it was making me feel better. Byandor, 41, a mom who works in a customer service for United Airlines, had her heart set on getting below her pre-pregnancy weight and easily went from 230 down to 215. I just didn't have an appetite, she says. If I normally ate two slices of pizza, I was only able to eat one. But quickly becoming full with those smaller portions came to an abrupt halt when she discovered that the manufacturer's coupon she used to get Wagovi for $25 a month had stopped. Her pharmacist said she would have to pay $1,400 a month out of pocket, a sum she could not afford. Within a month, she gained back all 15 pounds. Within a month. The weight started coming on like never before, she said, and she soon gained another 10 pounds. 
She was 10 pounds now more than she was when she started Wagovi, a 25-pound upward swing and the most she'd ever weighed at 245 pounds. So just know this deal with this this deal with the devil that you're making. If you get on one of these things, don't think you're going to be able to get off of it and just move along uh, with your life. But it gets worse. You may not be too concerned with just those extra 10 or 15 pounds you get when you get off of these drugs. Check this out. Here's the headline. Woman will suffer diarrhea forever after Ozembic caused horror bowel injury. And weight loss drug made another vomit until her teeth fell out, claimed dozens of lawsuits saying Maker failed to warn of its dangers. So that's what I'm going to do. A woman who will suffer diarrhea for the rest of her life after using Ozempic is among dozens of patients who were suing the maker of the blockbuster weight loss drug over claims that left them with crippling stomach paralysis. This is a Daily Mail investigation. Novo Nordisk, the maker of Ozempic and Wagovi, is facing lawsuits from patients across America who say they experienced extreme side effects, which they were allegedly not warned about. Thousands more patients have also come forward to claim they suffered adverse reactions to the drugs, and attorneys say many more could join the legal campaign. Most of these patients claim they suffered from gastroparesis, which is the medical name for paralysis of the stomach. The condition, which can be life-threatening, causes a buildup of food in the gut, and symptoms include nausea, vomiting, and severe pain. And, and these things are happening everywhere. I'd heard of the stomach, the stomach paralysis, where you're just not moving food through your system at all. At least 10 lawsuits have also been filed against Eli Lilly, the maker of Manjaro, a diabetes drug which works in a similar way to Ozemic and Wagovi and is also prescribed off-label for weight loss. Eli Lilly is also accused of failing to include proper, proper warnings about Manjaro's risks. In one case, a woman who used Ozembic and Manjaro claimed she was diagnosed with gastroparesis, which caused her to vomit so much that some of her teeth fell out. <laughs> I guess that's one way to lose weight. Not much. How much does a tooth weigh? In another, a woman was diagnosed with, quote, life-threatening bowel injury, unquote, after using Ozembic and underwent surgery, which lasted nearly nine hours. Doctor said she would be in pain, quote, for the rest of her life, unquote, and, quote, will never have a solid bowel movement again. A third case brought by a woman who used Wagovi claimed she was diagnosed with severe gastroparesis and was hospitalized with symptoms, including going a week without a bowel movement. Now, I know this is not necessarily fun stuff to bring, bring to the radio, but look, this stuff is just getting more popular. And, and they are making moves right now. They're making moves right now to get this stuff put on to uh, so that Medicare and Medicaid will pay for these drugs. I think I've played stories about that before. I'm not sure. I might not have had time. But they are lobbying to have these things because they're so expensive. Why should we let the obese people of this country pay for it when the, all the taxpayers as a collective bunch can put these people on something that's going to lead to even more medical bills down the road. And I guess I'll finish this up as long as I'm being a little, <laughs> a little crude. This was a study finds article. Half of Americans admit to overeating during the holiday season, while two-thirds dread what festive feasts will do to their gut health. 
The poll of 2,000 adults finds that 72% of people look forward to the food around the holiday season, but 65% admit this is the worst time of the year for their diet. As a result, many are left with occasional constipation, 56%, indigestion, 49%, and acid reflux, 45%. And this thing just goes, just goes through over and over and over again exactly what we're doing to our guts and how we're making ourselves sick with our food choices. As I said, I have to tighten up a little bit myself. I got back into some pretzels, and I've had a granola, <laughs> a granola habit on the road you would think granola, well, that's natural. And I get good organic oat granola, but it's got sugars in it. And I don't usually eat that much, but I've developed a granola habit. I've got a break now. We make our own choices. But look, as adults, we have got to make some better decisions. And uh, your better decision is not to get on one of these weight loss drugs. I'm trying desperately to get out ahead of this. If I, I guess I'll do what a politician does. If I can save one person from filling a prescription for Ozembic or Wagovi or Monjoro or what's the new one? Zepbound. These things are coming out all over the place because they're they're sweeping up more and more people. This is this road leads to tears, I'm telling you. Don't fall in that trap. I'll be right back. All right, we are back. This is the Mike Madison Show, 103.9 WYAB. People think there is a war coming to the United States. There's a war already here. It's a war on your health. And on the other side, on your side is you and your neighbor, all of your white friends and your black friends and your old friends and your young friends and your Christian friends and your Jewish friends and your Muslim friends. You're all together on one side. And on the other side, Big Pharma and all of the agencies that they run in our federal government. And the medical establishment, full of a bunch of doctors who believe there's a pill for every ill because it's getting them rich. I mean, it is making them rich. I will say that. Not all doctors are like that, thank God. There are some great doctors out there. You just need to find one. Uh, Here's another story. This one was kind of surprising to me. As much study as I've done on health-related topics over the years, I didn't know about this one, so this was news to me. Maybe it'll be news to you. Childhood asthma drug linked to dozens of suicides and frightening hallucinations of, quote, red-eyed demons, unquote, is still being prescribed to 12 million Americans each year, despite an FDA warning in 2020. Parents are not being warned about the dangers of an asthma drug linked to dozens of suicides, hallucinations, and self-harm, doctors and patients say. The Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, added a black box warning to the label of Singulair, the generic name uh, Montelluclast. They had this black box warning in March of 2020 following decades of reports of mental health problems among users. The black box warning was primarily for doctors prescribing the drug who are supposed to relay it to patients. But nearly two years later, data shows prescriptions of the drug have barely changed, with 12 million written in 2022, including nearly 1.6 million children. Campaigners are warning that the drug may be behind an unrecognized mental health crisis, with patients previously saying it left them seeing red-eyed demons, melting walls, and hearing voices. 
This is a Singular. It's made by Merck. It surged in popularity in the early 2000s as a treatment for allergies and severe asthma, particularly in young children. And I wonder where all these children started coming down with asthma. Couldn't have anything to do with the vaccines or any of the rest of the garbage that we're feeding our children, could it? I probably did, should have done some research before I got into the show and kind of connect those. I'd love to see the chart of newly diagnosed asthmatic children. I don't know I knew any kids with asthma when I was a kid. Maybe one, because I was familiar with it when I was a kid, so I might have had a friend who had asthma. But my understanding is, from listening to health community stuff, that asthma is incredibly common with today's children. There is no telling exactly what is lining them up for that fate. But if you were using Singular or you're using even the generic version of that, then maybe that's another thing you might want to rethink. And it might be kind of interesting to even get to the root cause of why your child may have asthma in the first place. You may be surprised. And here's another one for that doctor who was just so shocked and saddened to the point of tears that he was challenged. How dare you? Uh, this was a story that ran in Zero Hedge last week. Hospital diagnostic errors send nearly one in four patients to the ICU, study finds. Domestic errors in U.S. hospitals are sending nearly one in four patients to the intensive care unit. In this cohort study conducted by a team from UC San Francisco and the University of Colorado School of Medicine, it was found that 23% of patients either received incorrect diagnoses or experienced delays in diagnoses. Of these cases, 17% resulted in temporary or permanent harm to the patient. And this is uh, medical mistakes. Between medical mistakes and look... You know, you're in a life and death business. God knows I've made a ton of mistakes. Thank goodness none of them cost anybody their life. And so I don't fault somebody for making the occasional mistake. But between medical mistakes and death by properly prescribed, properly taken medications, it's I believe those two combined are the second or third leading cause of death in the United States. Isn't that strange? They don't ever talk about that. Oh, they'll work up uh, enough people to go out and get a marathon of walkers to with a pink ribbon on for breast cancer, and they'll scare you about cancer. And they, they never mention that one of the really things that you need to do is follow my advice and escape the U.S. medical system because they're out to kill you. And if you don't believe me, stick around. I've got a clip from a doctor that will tell you that exact thing. I'll be right back. All right, I'm running out of time where I used to have an hour a week to go over these health-related topics. Now I've relegated it to one show and one hour in about one year. <laughs> so I could do more and more of this. Look, if you are currently prepping because you think we're headed for, I don't know, World War III or a civil war or something like that, you believe that either the government or the left or the right, if you think that Trump's about to become a dictator, so you're, you're getting all mentally prepared. Look, you've already been in a battle for decades, and you're losing. You're the victim. There's been a war going on for your health between you and them for a long time, and most people are losing this battle. 
They don't even know what's going on, much like that woman at the beginning of the show who says she's given her kids all of those shots and it has a ton of medical conditions, but no reactions to the shots. Of course, there's this one, too, and we're seeing these headlines everywhere. This is from the Wall Street Journal. I couldn't get to the article because I'm paywalled, and I'm certainly not going to give them a nickel. But here's the headline from the Wall Street Journal. Cancer is striking more young people, and doctors are alarmed and baffled. Researchers are trying to figure out what it is making more young adults sick and how to identify those high at risk. Uh, I've got an idea for you. Go in and find out what young adults went in and took an experimental gene therapy shot for a free donut. Those are probably the ones you need to pay most attention to. This story does start because I was wondering, you know, look, cancer rates have been on the rise for a while. And it's because of the food. It's plastics, chemicals. It's all the things that they have thrown at us. Cancer rates have been rising. We used to be one in 33. Now we're one in three. Used to be that if a child came in with cancer, doctors would come from all around the state, all around the country to study this child. How does a child with this beautiful immune system in the, in the beginning of their life develop a cancer? And now we've got entire hospitals dedicated just to kids with cancer all over the country. But I was wondering, you know, if the story would get into how recent this is. And here's the story, the beginning of it anyway. Mylene Keene was studying for the bar exam and preparing to move to New York City last June. So I guess that's 2022 when she started throwing up blood. Now, I don't know. Maybe June's not even vaccinated. As I say, cancer has been on the rise for a while. But it is amazing to me that all these doctors are scratching their heads. What could it possibly be that's destroying our immune system? Could it be the fact that we just injected ourselves with an experimental gene therapy that produces a pathogen that our immune system is not recognizing? Or it's recognizing it and attacking it constantly because they got you to convince you to put something in your body that makes your body produce the toxin, the spike protein. Those stories may continue. Will we ever get to the bottom of it? It is doubtful. But before I close here, I'll just let you know. This is a Dr. Paul Merrick. He did a long presentation, basically, but this is a, a, a doctor, an MD. Now, in this, where I'm looking at him, he's wearing a suit with a buttoned shirt, doesn't have the white lab coat on or his scrubs on because he doesn't need that. <laughs> he doesn't need that. Uh, he's a doctor, but I thought it was kind of interesting what he had to say about the medical establishment here in the United States. It's impossible to talk about COVID without looking at our healthcare system. And our healthcare system is a hoax. And so my advice to you, don't get sick. Don't go to the hospital because they're going to kill you. What you got to do, you got to eat right, sleep right, get sunshine, relax, and, and Take care of your lifestyle because the medical system will kill you. So basically this graph shows on the uh, y-axis. Now this, he starts to get into life expectancy. Not so, you know, I have a bad habit on the show of narrating charts, but I'm looking at this chart. Not so great. It shows that we spend more than any other country, but we die sooner. A station owner had sent me a story the other day while I was out of the state 
Turns out Mississippi is foam finger number one when it comes to early death. We have the shortest life expectancy in the country, in the state of Mississippi. So I'm telling you, as I said, you may be prepping for some big battle. You think a politician's going to come in and save you. Look, the battle has already been pitched. You've been in it for decades. And for those of you who have not yet figured it out, have not gone in and reclaimed your birthright, which is a good functioning immune system and a quality of life that you deserve and is at your fingertips. It's easy to come by. If you want more health stuff, you can always go back. I do podcast this show, The Mike Madison Show. Just go find it. you got to go a couple of years back now, but you can go look at my Hump Day Health Wednesday shows. And the second hour is about all kinds of things that will help your health. This is, uh, this is sad stuff. I, I miss the health show more than any other portion of this show because peeling the, peeling the veil away from that uh, was one of the more rewarding things to do. It took COVID for a lot of people to wake up. Many are still asleep, but COVID was not the beginning of it. We've been in this battle for a few decades now, to be sure, and the only way you win it is to take control of your health and escape the medical system. That's all the time I got for today. I'll see you next time. Uh, bye-bye. Know you, and when it's time to handle business, then we know what to do. Me and my crew.